Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Nick Anderson Fitness Podcast. Today, I am here with Natalie Smith, otherwise known as the devil woman who programmed double pause squats for me this month. She is my powerlifting coach. Um, she's a strength coach and she's pretty cool. So Natalie, why don't you tell the world about you? Yeah. Hey, everyone. Um, I'm really excited to be on this podcast today. Uh, we've been talking about this for a while, so I'm glad we get to do it. Um, I am 16. I'm a USPA 60 kilo world qualifying powerlifter, and I am a powerlifting and strength coach. Yeah. And um, I think most people, when they hear that about you, they're like, wait, she's she's 16. Um <laughs> people's minds are fucking blown. Uh, <laughs> and um, it's actually funny because when I was, I was talking to you just the other day um, and Danielle was on the phone and we hung up and she was like, she sounds so confident. Like she does not sound like she's 16. Like <laughs> you sound more confident than me and I'm twice your age. So like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get that a lot. <laughs> um, so what do you think, what do you think makes your confidence so easy for you. Like it, it just seems like you know what you're doing and you're not ashamed of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a really good question. And it's kind of funny that you say that because um, I struggle like with imposter syndrome and anxiety and all that. I think it's really common with a lot of people in this field and just people in general. Um, I've definitely gotten more confident and I think for me, that has been a barbell training, getting stronger has really built my confidence, but also just like having experience. Like for me, the more that I talk to people, the more I interact with people and the more that I put myself out there and really face my fears, whether it be talking to people who are twice my age, pursuing a career at my age, um, through those experience, I was just put on the spot a lot. And that forced me to have to build confidence and think of things to say and figure things out for myself. So through experience and education, I've been able to feel more confident and self-sufficient in myself. And I think that's something that a lot of people can relate to. Like it's in life when we face our fears and when we do things that make us feel strong and empowered, it translates over to every aspect of our life. And we just feel more confident as people. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like that exposure therapy, like doing something <laughs> you're scared of, the more you're exposed to it, the easier it becomes like uh, therapists actually talk about that. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think most people, when they think of a 16 year old powerlifting coach, they're like, wow, like they think of how driven you are. Right. And then they think of themselves at 16. So mm -hmm. like for me, I thought I was going to be the next Jimmy page. I was playing guitar and like, that was my entire life. Um, and, and like, I didn't do any like heavy research into it. I was just like dicking right. around, like, <laughs> yeah, like just a killer. <laughs> I'm so cool. <laughs> so what made you like get into this at such a young age? Because I think a lot yeah. of people are probably like, wow, I wish I did this at 16. I know I wish I did this at 16. So yeah, for sure. So I started strength training when I was like 12, 13 years old, which is younger than most people start in general. <laughs> um, for me, I wasn't really into sports. I was like never athletic. And I originally did it because I wanted to like lose weight as um, is a really common problem with a lot of young women in our society. And I thought that strength training was like going to get me there, make me feel more confident. 
And so I decided to pursue that. Um, I started going to a gym with my family and I kind of realized that I, I liked the activity of lifting itself, not just the results that it gave me. Mm. I finally felt like I, there was something that I was good at where I had never felt athletic in my life before that. And so I really liked that feeling of being strong and being capable and feeling like I could, you know, like fight someone or I, I've had that confidence built from it. So I kind of just kept pursuing that. And when I get into something, I like hyper-focus on it and I just like hammer it. And until I know everything about it, I kind of become obsessed. And so I did that with training where I started like reading blogs and reading books and everything. And it just became such a passion for me that I was like telling friends and family about it. And I wanted to share it with other people. And so I started like coaching friends and family And when I was doing my research and listening to podcasts, I listened to a Jordan Syatt podcast where he said that he got into the industry by interning at 14 years old. And so I was like, hey, I'm 14. I could do the same thing. So I just reached out to a bunch of gyms like local to me and was like, hey, I'm 14. I'm interested in training. Like, here's my Instagram. I want to, you know, meet you and maybe look at learning from you. And so I started my first gym in September of 2020. I was 14 and I had a bad experience there. Um, So after that one, I left when I turned 15 in December of that year. I like looked on Google and I was like, okay, I really need to find a gym that I resonate with because I I know that there's tons of terrible trainers in this industry, but I want to learn from someone that I really align with. And that's how I found the gym that I currently work at, which is Ironside Training. Um, I met the owner just... 15 months ago, January, 2021. And he, you know, was a little bit more resistant at first. A lot of people are when they're 16. Um, He really, when I, when they meet someone who's my age, it's, you know, not a common thing, but he put me on the spot and he made me really prove it. He made me work for it and I had to earn it. And so I think from there, it became such a good experience for me because in the past people would just be like, Oh my God, you're 16. Like, this is so cool. Let's just do it. And they weren't like actually committed to it. Whereas he looks for people who are committed. He looks for people who are going to do the work and truly want it. And I just happened to be that person at 16. So I, you know, I interned there for a full year before I started working there. I assistant coached under every single coach there. I read books. I got my certifications. I have like 50 hours of interning experience there. I really did everything that I could to make it happen for myself because I just found that my passion kept building as I kept going through it. And I, I just wanted to see what I could get out of it. What do you think was your biggest challenge during that, like, that trial period time? Mm-hmm. For me, it was definitely confidence. I, I'm a totally different person than I was a year ago. And everyone at the gym, like, has kind of mentioned that to me. Um, I used to be a lot more quiet. I used to be a lot more reserved, especially being in a space where people are like twice my age and like can deadlift 500 pounds and are just insane. (laughs) I was, I felt very like, I don't belong here. Like, I don't know what I'm doing, but um, they really took me under their wing and helped me learn so that I was ready. And I just spent all my time outside of the gym, just reading and researching. And over time, that confidence started to grow, especially as I I was pursuing powerlifting myself. I was seeing the own, my own benefits from it. And I think kind of as I got stronger as a coach and I was getting stronger as an athlete, that really helped me feel a lot 
more secure in who I was and also just learned so much um, and my passion grew. And I think you can see that evolution in your content a lot as well. Like I, I started following you around the time that you, we actually started around the same time with everything. Right. Like, like I started in September, 2020 as well. I mean, yeah. it was actually a little bit before that, but um, yeah. yeah, I remember like watching your original content and being, it, it looked a lot like Jordan Syatt's, like it was like almost <laughs> yep. like copy paste. <laughs> <laughs> And admittedly, so was mine. But at the time, I was like, ah, what the fuck does this kid know? She's 14, whatever. And now, like, a year later, I'm, like, saving your posts. I'm like, oh, shit. That's how that works. That's a good point. I remember there was one that I saved. Uh, What was it about? Oh, it was about... like meat day you said something mm-hmm. about like everything you need to know for meat day and I saved that yes. post and I read through it like eight times it was so good because now like it's very clear that you found what your actual passion is in fitness right. instead of just like copying yep yeah like general just like oh yeah this is fitness like no you're right. you're like this is what I like I love strength and mm-hmm. now that you found that yeah. it really resonates with your confidence levels and I think that's pretty cool Yeah, I really appreciate that. Um, I think it's interesting. I feel like a lot of the people who follow Jordan, because he's so good at making content, like a lot of the coaches start out that way, just like kind of copying it because they're like, hey, this works for him. But for me, when I started pursuing this internship and like reading and getting my own knowledge, I got to a point where I actually felt like I knew what I was doing instead of just like having to read someone else's to make my own posts. Um, But I think it's just like anything else. You have to just get reps in and just get experience in order to find your own place and to feel um, knowledgeable and promote good information, like to find what content really resonates with who you are and that you're passionate about yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, So you are still in high school, correct? Yes. <laughs> um, so how do you balance like doing all these things together? Cause I know for me, like high school was no walk in the park. T- tell right. me about that. Yeah. That's also a question I get a lot. Um, for me right now, it's kind of at this point where I'm like, I have this career that I really want to pursue. And it's like having to learn trigonometry and, um, advanced French is, not it's almost a waste of time to me um because it's not like that's something I'm going to use but obviously I want to graduate so I basically just prioritize my time where I make sure I get my school done during my school hours and all the other extra time that I have is spent building my business and training myself meal prepping you know whatever I need to do uh to make sure that I'm still prioritizing myself as an athlete and coach I basically just have to get everything done as efficiently as I can so that I have that time to spend on what I truly want to. Mm. It's really just kind of an exchange of like time and energy for me. And I just have to make sure that I budget it in so that I can continue doing the things that I love. Um, That's really my motivation for school is like, Hey, if I get this stuff done right now, then I can spend my time on my coaching stuff. Um, So it's really just like, if you prioritize it enough and it matters enough to you, you make it happen. You find a way, even if it's really difficult, but yeah, it is a lot. Sometimes it's just worth it to me because it's 
so fulfilling and I see the benefits come right before my eyes. Um, so I just make it happen basically. Yeah. I know a lot of people have uh, issues with time management. So yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that's like the definition of it right there. Like you're trying to do, right. you're trying to have a career, you're trying to have a business, mm-hmm. you're trying to graduate high school. Do you have any plans of like further education related to your career after? Yeah, that's a good question too. Um, I am not entirely sure at this point. I know I obviously want to do more certifications in the future, like to, um, you know, learn different niches and continue building in my field and like seminars and stuff like that. But as far as higher education, I'm undecided at this point because if I, you know, if things work out where when I'm graduated, I already have this business going and I'm really happy with where I'm at, I might not choose to pursue that. It kind of depends on how I feel when I'm 18, but I feel like I'm building that foundation for myself so that I can fully pursue it when I do graduate. Mm. So what would you say to someone who has never strength trained before? Like what kind of benefits can someone who's maybe afraid of walking into a gym, maybe afraid of picking up a barbell, what kind of benefits can they get? Yeah. So I think a lot of times when coaches talk about this, they focus on the physical benefits, like bone density and muscle mass and stuff, which is like all great. And I love that, but really entices me to strength training and coaching is the mental benefits from it. I find barbell training to be like the most empowering confidence building vessel that I can give someone realistically that I know how to do. When I see my clients get stronger, I notice that every single area of their life improves. You know, they go from being like this really shy human who's like afraid in the gym to being like this extrovert who's talking to everyone who feels self-sufficient, who feels capable and feels like they um, are you know, that they can do amazing things. I think as we build strength through the barbell, we realize that we have so much potential in other areas of our lives. And then it's like, if you can deadlift twice your body weight, why wouldn't you start a business? If you can do a pull up, why wouldn't you prioritize your relationships? It applies to every single area of life. And I believe that the barbell is a metaphor for life. And so to me, that's why it's so important for people is because when you get stronger, it's just like this entire transformation across every single aspect. And I think that's so powerful, especially for women, for more marginalized communities to take back that power and to feel secure in who they are. And I feel like training is exactly a way to give that to you um, physically and mentally. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It's not just the physical strength that comes with it. It's it's the mental strength as well. I know for me, when I first started, like I was afraid to even walk in the door of the gym. Like mm-hmm. I had to have a friend coach me through it. Like right. she'd been to the gym a few times, a few times, she's been going for years. <laughs> but I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm so nervous. And um, I literally had stress dreams the entire night about like deadlifting for the first time and all the plates fell off the barbell in my dream <laughs> and broke that. all the glass around me. Um, I was terrified, but the more I did it, the more confident I got and the more confident I was to be, I was to be able to like walk up to a person at the gym, be like, Hey, can I work in with you? Like, I wouldn't have been able to do that. Like right, it, took, right. it, and then that just evolved from there. Like be able to walk up to a person I don't know. I don't go places at the grocery store. (laughs) (laughs) 
but yeah, it is, it is such a metaphor for life. That's a really good way mm-hmm. of putting it. The barbell is a metaphor for life. And mm-hmm. the stronger you get on the barbell, the stronger you get in the rest of your life. Yes, exactly. Is- and I think it's so cool because strength is something that anyone can build. It is such a, div- a diverse sport because it doesn't matter like your genetic background, your athletic capabilities, like what you look like, it doesn't care. Like it's a variable that we can control and that through consistency and hard work, you can see payoff right before your eyes. And I think that is so beneficial for people who haven't felt like they have a place in so many other sports and other communities, because we can all kind of come together through the barbell and understanding that type of process. Um, it's just so valuable because it, it attracts everyone. Anyone can get stronger. And I mm-hmm. think strength is for everyone. And that's just such an important message because we want more people training with a barbell. It's going to completely change your life. And that's so true. It, it is accessible to everyone. Even if you have like a physical disability, you are still able yeah. in some manner to, to work on your strength. I know I had um, a guy on my podcast, Gavin, it was like three or four episodes back where he had um, club foot, but he still wanted to work on the big three. And he got up to like insane numbers on his squat. And he was like, yeah, my, my feet don't work, but I can still squat. And like people were coming up to him in the gym and being like, oh, your form sucks. And he's like, well, fuck you. (laughs) 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 Because he built that confidence. But like, I've seen people like in wheelchairs going around the gym like going and doing upper body stuff so they can work on their strength and i'm sure that gives them the thought of like oh yeah like my fucking legs don't work but i'm strong enough to overhead press and that makes me strong enough to do whatever it is that that they need to do in life uh talk to people and ask them to work in on their sets or whatever it is yeah for sure (laughs) Um, yeah. So I know I, the other thing I really wanted to talk to you about is your work ethic. And I know we kind of touched upon this Mm -hmm. a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. basically what I want to ask is what makes it so that you want to work this hard? Why, why do you want to work this hard? What is the, the, I guess the end goal and, or the, the process goal, I should say. Not so much the end goal, but the process yeah, goal. Uh, right. I really like that question. Um, for me, I would say passion and purpose really drive my decisions and therefore my actions. I don't think it has like very much to do with age. Kind of what you mentioned before, like if you ask most 16-year-olds what they want to do with their life, they'll be like, hey, I have no idea. Um, I'm just lucky enough that I figured out what I want to do at such an early place in my life. Um and I've just found that as I continued pursuing where my, where I feel called to, where my heart goes, I just, my passion builds, it just explodes, it's exponential. And so I've just really tapped into that. Like every single step has led to something bigger. When I first reached out to that internship, maybe the first one wasn't great, but then I found another one that I really loved. And then from there, my confidence built. And then I got my first job and then I became a world-class athlete. Like it just continued to build. And I saw more benefits coming from it. And for me, I was like, that motivates me to work harder. Every single accomplishment that I achieve gives me hunger knowing that I have something even bigger coming for me. And so I 
that constantly keeps me on my feet to be like, hey, I need to keep pushing because I know something even bigger is going to come out of this. And I don't know exactly where that will end up. I just know that every single time I've gone after that, it hasn't left me astray. It hasn't done me wrong. Anytime that I follow my heart and my passion, um, something really good comes out of it. And so my goal is to just keep leaning into that and getting bigger in this world as an athlete and a coach and improving every day. You'd say to sum that up, your, your motivation has been driven by the progress that you've made along the way. Yes. Which is so common. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so where, where do you see yourself like in five years? Yeah. Um, I've gotten asked that before and I don't exactly know how to answer it. I would say by then I definitely want to have made an impact in this industry um, more than I already have. And like have a team of people that feel badass and capable through the barbell um, coach coaching athletes onto the platform. And also as myself to have achieved some of my strength goals and to feel like a well, um, well qualified athlete as a power lifter. So basically just continue to grow as an athlete and coach. And I don't know if I'll be owning my own gym or if I'll just stay where I'm at but I know I want to just have a really solid team of people that I'm making an impact in because that's been my goal from the beginning Mm. yeah I think that's a great goal I mean I think anytime we make a goal too specific it it gets a little uh, gets a little (laughs) wild (laughs) but like it's the perfect amount of like vague but targeted like yeah you just want to have yeah I like that yeah, you, you want to have a, a big team of people around you and you want to kind of make a name for yourself, which mm-hmm. you've already done to a degree, <laughs> which is pretty fucking cool. But I I honestly think in the next five years, like people are going to know your name. Like there's going to be a lot of people out there who are going to know <laughs> Natalie Smith is. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so I'm going to put you on the spot. What's it like coaching me? <laughs> <laughs> I okay you are a really good one to coach because you listen to every single thing that I say and I feel like this can be a problem with coaches and this has been me in the past is like sometimes we can have so much you know knowledge and like thoughts and we just want to control it but we hire someone else for a reason, right? Like coaches need coaches. We hear that all the time. And so it's been so helpful to be able to like actually work as a team and like have you implement every single cue, make like notes on your phone or whatever about everything that I say, and then see it like transfer over to your lifts. I really enjoyed witnessing that process. Um, And I enjoy like the sarcasm and the complaining about torture. I always like that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And um, yeah, I mean, we'll see how it carries over into meat prep. Yeah, for for those who don't know, um, Natalie has been torturing me quite well over this past (laughs) four weeks already. Um, She had me doing front squats with a 15 second pause at the bottom. And uh, I almost fired her day one. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. <laughs> um, do you, do you find? I haven't given you burpees yet. Yeah, that's that's not gonna happen. You could put them on there. I'm not gonna fucking do them. <laughs> do you find that um, some clients are not as like willing to listen to what you have to say? 
Yeah, that's a good question too. Um, I feel like a lot of people would think that with me being 16 is like in coaching, most of my clients are in their twenties or thirties. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't really had experiences like that so far. I think because the gym that I train at has a name for itself and I'm surrounded by so many people who <clears throat> really support me. Um, and I assert myself as a professional, like when I'm at the gym, I'm not like 16 year old coach. I'm just coach. And so when I put myself out there and portray myself that way and kind of prove myself to people like through coaching them, I don't find that, um, I have that experience. I have people like when they first meet me are like, Oh, like you're 16. That's kind of weird. But then after like a session, they're like, Oh wait, no, you're totally cool. I got it. Like totally on board. So it just kind of takes a little bit more time for me to have to show who I am and show that I have knowledge and experience. But once I do, I've had, I have really good clients. And so we just work together as a team and it's, it's gone really well. I'm happy with everyone that I'm working with. I think that's something that comes with your niche and training too. Like people hire you for a specific event. It's not like Mm -hmm. someone who just wants to like get a little more fit and doesn't really know what their goals are. Right. Like I know if you're, if you're coaching a little bit more general population type people, they don't always want to do the work. They hire yeah. a coach because they hired you so that you can do the work for them. But then they're like, oh shit, I have to do work too. <laughs> Whereas people in a more sports specific type of training understand that mm-hmm. they're there to do the work and they just have to, they're, you're there to help take the guesswork out and yeah learn how to hammer technique and all that good stuff. So it's an interesting yeah, difference. That's a good point. I think it is. I think it would be a lot harder for me if I was working at like an LA fitness or something like that. I cannot even imagine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> no, my clients are great at, at, uh, at my gym. So mm-hmm. I will say that was something that surprised me. The last gym I worked at, which was like a privately owned gym. I'm not going to mention the name because they were terrible. Um, the clients <laughs> were not as willing to work. Like they just sign up for super cheap and then miss most of their sessions. I had one guy who showed up like 20% of the time. I was like, dude, what are you paying me for? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. But it's, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure that's a lot more fun as far as like training people who are, very very driven um i know the clients that i train who are driven are by far the most fun to coach and that's that's all of my online clients they're all very driven to do the thing and if they're not they'll quit after a month like (laughs) right yeah exactly (laughs) yeah i mean it's always more fun to work with someone who's really passionate about it And even if people aren't that way at first, because, um, I coach people who have never walked into a gym before and they turn into athletes through coaching, um, eventually like as they get stronger and as they kind of see those benefits and feel themselves changing as a person, then they become really driven. And it's kind of like what we mentioned before, when you start seeing progress, you get more motivated. It's really just like those first couple of months with people, it's a lot harder for them because it's new and it's like, they don't know what to expect. But once, once you start to see yourself changing as a person, transforming, getting really strong, it's just super motivating. And I feel like inherently that makes you want to Uh, do more and push for more and motivates you yeah strength training definitely changes us as people and I guess that's 
that's apparently going to be the topic of this podcast. I know yep. we kind of talked about a topic. <laughs> this wasn't quite what we were going for, but um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what what was the topic supposed to be? I forget. <laughs> I mean, we talked about work ethic. Yes, that's it. We're, we want. I wanted to talk about work ethic, which we did. But you know, mm-hmm. I think I think yeah. really the theme comes down to like how much how much the barbell can change you as a person and yep it's it's crazy watching people transform into that you transformed into it i transformed into it so many of my clients have transformed into it so many of yours have transferred tra- well, how many times am i going to say the word transform mm-hmm. so many of your clients have transformed into it <laughs> i'm getting tongue tied <laughs> but it's it, like it shows like there's visible proof in mm-hmm. so many people and if you're listening and you're wondering if you should start start <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly and I, I think that ties into work ethic too because it's like you cannot force strength no one can give it to you and no one can take it away from you it's something that you entirely build yourself and every single PR is earned like there's if you had walked into the gym and just deadlifted 400 pounds on day one it would mean nothing to you it's really the process of getting there all of the failures all the days when you feel so defeated and so frustrated with yourself and you're like i'm not getting stronger but then you continue to push past that because you have this goal in mind and in that process you you just feel so empowered because it's like when you eventually hit that weight you know that you built that for yourself and it's so cool to have that you know, just one area of your life where you can focus on what you're capable of and uncovering your own potential. And I think we just build our work ethics inherently in that process because it takes so much time and so much effort into every single lift that you achieve. Um, And it can be frustrating. It can be discouraging and defeating, but once you get there, it's so worth it. It's so fulfilling knowing like I struggled in order to get here. It's, it's very much unlike other sports, like team sports, for example, mm-hmm. where it's not just based on how hard you trained and your skill level, but it's also based a little bit on luck. Like, I don't know, say mm-hmm. you're a first baseman and the ball takes a nice hop and it lands right in your glove. That's based on luck. Right. Awesome. There's no luck involved with the barbell. Like whatever right. happens, it's you. It's... I mean, maybe there's a little bit of like, okay, maybe I'm not feeling as strong today. That's a Mm -hmm. slight degree, but really it's like what you've worked for. And then you go and you Mm -hmm. test it all on a day. You test exactly Mm -hmm. what you've worked for over the last Mm -hmm. X amount of weeks. And that's kind of, it's you versus the bar. Like there's no one there to fuck it up for you. You're the only one who can fuck it up. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I mean, I saw a post on Instagram today of this woman who was like talking about powerlifters who on their meat recaps will be like, oh, this isn't the meat that I wanted. I feel so frustrated. And it's like, you get the meat that you trained for. It's exactly all, all the prep work that you did. That's what you're going to reflect on the platform. And it's only you that you have to blame or to take credit for that. So walk me through what someone who might be disappointed in their meat walk me through what their training might have looked like um one common thing i see with a lot of powerlifters especially new ones is like a oh um not overtraining but like blowing rpes a lot of us 
are so excited about like hitting PRs and having our, we got our egos involved in it. And so we'll try and train max effort all the time. Or if you're following something like the West side method as like a raw power lifter, um, where you're just like trying to max out every single week, that's not going to help you in the long run. Like strength should be built most of the time, not tested. And when you try and test it every week, you're just going to hit a wall. You're going to plateau. You're going to, your lifts are going to get stale. And so that's why we spend time in like higher rep ranges, doing volume, doing different variations, um, spending phases focused on technique on different things, instead of just training heavy all the time, because it's not sustainable in the long run. So I think that's one thing a lot is people, you know, want these gym PRs, they want this number right now. And then it's like, you don't get it when it actually matters, which is on the platform. Yeah. You're an athlete, you're training for that day. You're not training for whatever random weight you hit in the gym. I know a lot of people, maybe not specifically power lifters, but um, more like somewhat casual gym goers who are interested in strength will test their one rep max very often, maybe once a month, maybe once yep. every couple of months. And that's like, yep. that's not, that's not the way to go because it's not what right. actual athletes are doing. Like you, you need to build mm-hmm. for the test before you take it. You, you need mm-hmm. to study for the exam yeah. instead of just walking in. And- yes. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cause it's like, then you're not going to have anything to show for when you test it. If you're just always testing, you're not actually, that's not how you get stronger. That's just reflecting the strength that you've built in the months, like leading up to it. That's a really good way of putting it. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's reflecting the strength that you've built. And if you're not building strength, you're reflecting the same strength that you've always had because you're not building the strength. Yep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, I don't know if I have any more questions for you. Is there anything that you want to talk about? Um, okay. Do you have any numbers in mind that you are like, I want to hit this on my meet or like any expectations for that? Great question. Um, I'm trying not to think about it. um like, like yeah kind of but <laughs> I would love the really the only one I really want is the 225 bench like I want I want the two plates I feel like I feel like that'd be cool <laughs> yeah um and surprisingly <laughs> that I'm not looking for anything on deadlift which is my favorite um you would think that I'd be like, yeah, I want a certain number on deadlift, but no, really my, my goal for the meet, there's two goals I have for the meet, which, you know, but, um, the people listening don't, uh, <laughs> my, my number one goal is to go in and just perform as best as I can. Like throughout these next 12 weeks, I think these next 12 weeks training, give it all I got be honest with the RPE. So I'm not testing the whole time and, um, actually build up to a point where my strength has developed over this time. Um, so like you said, you train, you get the meat you trained for. I want to get the meat I trained for. That's goal number one. And I guess goal number two is to like, just get my feet wet with it. I've never done this before. It's something super out of my comfort zone. I'm really fucking nervous for it, but it's that exposure therapy, like that, like we talked about in the beginning, just like get used to doing it, get uncomfortable, get comfortable with being uncomfortable and do the damn thing. I'm excited. 
I am too. I'm super pumped, especially with like how your training has been going already. I've been like actually surprised at how stronger you've already started to get in the last four weeks. So I have really big hopes that you will have an amazing meet that you feel really good about because you did the work the way you should have. You earned every single lift and you pushed yourself, but not too hard. I'm, I just think things are going super well. So I'm excited for this first meet. First meets are so fun. Yeah. Honestly, I think that those like technique improvements are really what's helped so much with my lifts. Like, like I just posted that thing just the other day of my bench on day one versus like three days ago. And just from a visual screenshot, Mm -hmm. it's drastically different. And the weights, the weight I was putting up for those would be super challenging for me before. Like, I think I was doing, I think I hit, um, at my highest over the last phase, I think I hit 190 for six on, I don't remember which bench variation it was, but 190 for six was like unheard of for me. Like I was doing like 200 for two and I was like, yeah, badass. Yeah. I love that. It's like, you're complete, you're beating the old Nick, like totally out of the water and your bench is looking like a power lifter now. So yeah, I think technique, um, it lays the foundation for everything. So it's just super cool to have that already. And then we can just like get super strong. It's crazy how like subtle differences and technique can make all the world a difference. I feel like not even in squat bench deadlift either. Like like right. a like a bent over row like if you have better form with that yep. and you're actually bending over yeah. um <laughs> yes i see that so often <laughs> it makes me cringe <laughs> but yeah just like actually engaging your lats and certain lifts and engaging your glutes yeah. engaging your core this makes a huge difference and i think general people are not doing this enough so trying to hammer that with the rest of the world, not just p- yes. powerlifters. <laughs> That's my <laughs> yeah, mission. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Cool. Um, do you have anything else that you want to touch on? Um, I don't think so. I think we hit on a lot of different topics today, but like we got some good words in um, and yeah, I think we're all good. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming on and chatting with me. Um, I don't want to thank you for the double pause squats that I'm about to do. I <laughs> <laughs> will eventually. Uh, my client Kate wants to thank you for that. Shout out to Kate. Um, she <laughs> put that idea in Natalie's head from what I hear. Um, I told her about it and she immediately sent me a voice message with like maniacal laughter. <laughs> <laughs> I was like so mad, but also not, you know, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming out. I had a lot of fun chatting with you and um, hopefully some people get something out of this and maybe if they're interested in trying powerlifting, we'll uh, they'll be like, Oh, that might be for me. You never know. And then they'll hire you. (laughs) Shout out (laughs) Natalie. Hire her. She's fucking awesome. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. um, I had a really good time too. I'm super happy with how this went. Good conversations and i hope everyone enjoyed the episode so yeah give me a follow if you want and um have a good one yeah where where can people find you i forgot to ask you that i always forget to ask that at the end (laughs) um my instagram is natalie smith wait no i changed it 
My Instagram is Smith X Machine. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you, Natalie. Um, and thank you everyone for listening. <laughs>